Matthew 5 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Praise the Lord. So we want to consider areas to stretch and we want to consider the very last part I wanted to share with you. Pray. Praise the Lord. Pray. So we're talking about prayer today. Please take your seat. When Jesus was telling the people to stretch, he actually told them from this particular test about five areas to stretch. And the first one is that give to people who ask you, love those who are your enemies, bless them who curse you, do good to them that hate you. And then he said, pray for those which despitefully use you and persecute you. So you see that there are four areas prior to the prayer. And these four areas are things that we physically possibly have to do. Maybe three of them or two of them. Or one of them. Or none of them. But all of them are important. So he said give. That's something you have to do physically. Praise the Lord. Love your enemies. That's something that is very emotional. Praise the Lord. Love is what? Emotional. Giving is what? Physical. Now, all these things we are sharing are spiritual, but I'm just trying to let you know that there are some that have to do with physical effort, and there are some that have to do with emotional effort, or physical energy, emotional energy, and spiritual energy. Then if you look at bless those who curse you, that is also, let's say, emotional cum spiritual. Because somebody told me, he says that, Pastor, you said we should bless those who have cursed us. Okay, I can be quiet and walk away, but to bless them? That may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you? Oh, boy. <laughs> he said that one will be difficult. So it's emotional and it's spiritual. Then you see, do good to the, those who hate you. So that is physical, isn't it? Physical, doing good. Giving people stuff to those who hate you. Then we come to the almighty spiritual one. Pray. Pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Hey. So here, Jesus is saying that the captain of all the stretch areas has to do with this one. This one is wearing the captain's armband. That you get to that point where you need to go on your knees and pray not for yourself, not for your country, but for people who despitefully use you and persecute you. I suppose that will be very difficult. And because it is difficult. Jesus says. We cannot regularly do it. We cannot naturally do it. 
That is why he is instructing us to stretch before we'll be able to do that. So you see that prayer in, in its generality or entirety, it's a very likable, lovable, passionate thing that Christians love to embark on. Praying to God, singing worship, you know, and praying, praying for forgiveness of sin, praying for, I mean, all kinds of prayers, asking for your desires, praying for the sick, laying hands, you know, interceding for people whom you love but are in one situation or the other. These are things when you do, you feel really fulfilled. And it's really joyful to do it, isn't it? But this kind of prayer is a prayer Jesus is saying that you will not ordinarily fast to engage in this kind of prayer. You are likely to fast and pray for a pregnancy, fast and pray for anointing, fast and pray for your souls that you are shepherding. Are you following now? You will ordinarily fast and pray for your spouse, your children, your family members, your employees, your employers, your colleagues at work, your business, your name. You just pray. People who are in your good books and yourself. But when it comes to this kind of prayer, Jesus says you would have to stretch. Because these kinds of people are people... Even if you were praying for, you would ask the Lord to burn them with hellfire. True or false? Yeah. So, Jesus is rightfully directing us that, look, some of the prayers we pray that human beings should die ought not to be so. That our focus should be on spirits. I've told you here over and over again. I saw a brother shaking the head. Man, pastor. Right. We, have, we learned last week the real enemy. Last week, Wednesday. That the real enemy is Satan. And Satan can hide behind human beings to frustrate you. And that's why we need the intelligence to see the human face of the real enemy. So sometimes the real enemy can hide behind flesh and blood to frustrate us. And his desire and his purpose is for us to take our focus from the real enemy, which is a spiritual enemy, which is Satan, and focus on the flesh and blood we see that is disturbing us. And so the enemy is able to make us kill people that he seeks to kill. Are you following now? So... In saying this, I will say that there are some human beings Satan has actually sponsored and hired to trouble us. But we can't focus on them. We can be wise going around them. But when we are praying, Jesus told Peter, come thee behind me so that he can face the enemy himself. When you are praying, you have to know that there is a spirit behind those people. Are you following now? Now, some of these things I'm teaching, I know fight some of you, your customs, your traditions, your old theology, and all of that. But it has always been in the Bible. It has always been in the Bible. Does that mean that um, when we pray, we should never mention the name of some wicked people and ask God to deal with them? 
Well, in the Bible, <laughs> in the Bible, some people's names were mentioned and they, they asked that God deals with them. Okay. At least I know that Herod was called what? A fox, a dog, and he was dealt with. Are you following now? So it is there. That realm is there. I believe in vengeance and I will forever believe in vengeance. But there's a way we go about it that has to, we have to teach it well. Praise the Lord. Because sometimes we bring some people into the enemy category and God has not even categorized them that level of enemy um, for that kind of vengeance. Are you here? Okay, so somebody stole your 10 Ghana cities. Or ten dollars or hundred dollars, as important as that is to you, God will not kill that person for you. He says, God kill them as they use that money to board Uber, let them die on the way. How about the Uber driver? <laughs> no, let's consider the Uber driver. Hey. Okay, so for somebody to qualify to be an enemy, one First of all, oh, you are making me go into some things. First of all, these things that are happening ought not to be um, just natural, you know. If you look at what Paul did, you see that he handed over a particular person to Satan. And that person had to come against the purpose of God in the life of Paul. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Purpose of God, trying to stop the gospel, trying to stop the purpose of God for the life of Paul and all of that, blah, 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 blah. Then you saw also um, somebody who was a sorcerer and then um, a, comm- a decree was made for the person to be blind. Have you seen it in your Bible? All right. So that one too had another spirit sponsored by Satan. So that's a witchcraft spirit. That is a sorcerer. That's an occult practitioner. So that's somebody who has a covenant with the devil to destroy so you have to draw the line. You have to know that some human beings do some devilish things, but they really don't have the conscious spirit of the devil in them. Let me use that word. Okay. Some are not witches, but they do things witches can do. And some are witches and they are conscious of their power. The person has waited in the night and carried their calabash with your name in it. And they know how to call some evil spirit here and there and send them out there to come and destroy your life. That one, as you are praying, you don't even need to know their name. The fire must hit them. Direct and clap them straight. Do you understand? Are you sure you understand this thing? Yeah, yeah. Like last year around December... One guy who wanted to come into the life of one of my daughters was an awkward. I kept telling my daughter, this guy is an awkward. He wants to kill you. He wants to sacrifice you. It turned out that that's what the guy wanted to do. And but for the power of God in this house and God's mercies, I'm sure that sister would have been gone. You understand? But the guy who was an awkward, he saw fire. Because this altar is not an ordinary one. Something must leave the altar of your father and address that balam that, that, in that place. So when we are teaching what we are teaching, you should be excited because I'm teaching you how to even make your prayers effective. How to live an effective um, spiritual life. I'm saying that you can't waste bullets. 
So for your prayers to be effective, you even have to understand. You see, that's what the Bible says, that if you pray according to my will, you know that I do it. So some prayers when you are praying, they are just emotionally invoked prayers. You are emotionally hyper. You are emotionally unhappy about people and about things and you are praying that God should come and join your emotionalism. But God is not interested. So one of those people that you can pray that God should kill them are people who despitefully use you. Hey! They despisefully what? Use you. So let's break it down. One, these are people who despise you. They do what? They despise you. That's a, they look down on you. They don't place enough value on your personality. Eish. But the way they do it is that they take the good out of you and they dump you. That's why I said despitefully what? Use you. So, you are seeing someone who possibly uses you as an employee and really underpays you. Are you following now? Or someone traffics a victim, like a trafficked victim. And they say, I'm taking you to Netherlands to go and do care job. And then you get to the Netherlands and then they seize your passport and then they give you to pros, um, into prostitution. Like it's happening to a lot of people going to the Gulf and all that. So you see that that person is using you by not placing value on your humanity. Are you following now? Some politicians use some people. They use tags to go and do some, some work. And then when they gain power, they set them aside. The truth of the matter is that tasks will never be important in life. But because they are human beings, they are valuable to life as human beings, not based on what they do. Are you following now? And some people were not tasks, but they were used and gradually they have become tasks. So they joined the taggery. So there's a way that People can begin to use you to change your original purpose in life. Are you following now? Are you, are you sure you are here? So it's like you have a great something in you. And then they begin to use you, use you, use you, use you. Eventually, they change the course of your life. And make you begin to love something that you are not supposed to love. So, some people would despitefully use you. They say they disrespect you. That's a word. They will, they will work with you and they will look down on you. They will work with you and they will, they will cut you down when you are not there. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. So, you see that if it's a relationship... And mostly it's women that feel like this, right? The man marries you for 10 years. He had nothing. Now you have three children with a man. And then on the 10th year, he finds another woman. 
Not because you have done anything. But he just, he just wants to switch. Can you imagine? And some of you, the level, so you see that the level of sacrifice you have invested into that relationship and what is coming out for you is something that breaks your heart and that can make you take your life because you feel worthless. And some people will go to that extent where they will now brand you, you are a witch. You are this, you are that, you are that, you are that. Put false accusation, brand you. Because for people to really deal with you, they need to create a picture in the eyes of people who care to hear and to listen. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. So you see that, for instance, many people travel and they leave their children behind. So you see that there will be a, a particular sibling in the family. And most of the time it happens to either the older sister or the younger sister. Okay, so say older sister in the family. And uh, the, the siblings abroad will keep sending their children to Ghana. Take care of my children. So that one becomes like a nursery. Take care of children. They go... They grow, then they go abroad, blah, 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 blah. And so, most of the time, those people, if you don't get to marry, or when they marry, their marriage doesn't work. And if they, they had gone to school and they had a career path, they set it aside and then take care of siblings' children. So, they never create a savings for themselves. Now, when the children grow past the level of dependency, and, and they all leave, you see that the life of the person gets wasted and the siblings whose children were taken care of sometimes don't cast their eyes back to see that. The reason why our sister didn't go into corporate life is because he was taking care of our children. So that person wallows in poverty and becomes sometimes a useless person. Economically, mostly. So those people, you see that there is a lot of pain in their heart. And sometimes all they give them is small, small coins. Small, small coins. Oh, I sent you $50. I sent you $100. What is that? If that person had worked in the corporate world, doing that reproductive job in a productive environment, he would have saved a lot of money. And possibly at the time when the children had grown and they had left, be enjoying his, his or her pension in a nice are you here at all? Some fats in it, something like that. So that kind of a thing you see that people use people. Hey, people use people. And so you say you see that masters make sure that you satisfy your your servants. <laughs> And servants too can use masters. Oh, that one, buddy, we can't can talk about it. Servants can use masters. You see, if you are a young pastor, you are like me, I was under my pastor like this. He gave me opportunities. Then you will now become an Absalom. Because you are young and charismatic and gifted, 
You have the stage, you are singing, and everybody likes you, or you are preaching, and people like you. In my case, I was preaching, prophesying. My pastor gave me a miracle service to do. He gave me an all-night service to do, and the whole city will come. And when they come, they want to see Prophet Francis. They don't want to see my bishop. <laughs> By my pastor who gave me that platform. So, then the platform will grow. And the church, you know, will also build some level of confidence around the anointing of the men of God there. And sometimes the people who are visible are the people who are influential or impactful. Then being a young man giving that platform, then one day, I just decide that my pastor no, is not anointed. <laughs> that I'm the real anointed person. So, so I say, you see that you strategically leave the church because you know that the people will follow you. Then you break the heart of the old man who gave you his platform. See, David one day, he, 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 Saul was pursuing, 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 and David hid in the cave and one day saw Saul, um, sleeping and then he just caught some small part of his cloth to prove to him that he had a chance to kill his boss who had been pursuing him, but he didn't kill him. So that's a nice thing to do, isn't it? But God came out to rebuke David that, why did you touch his garment? Even the garment. So sometimes you don't kill the senior pastor or your boss, but you touch some small part of the business. You see that you have been an apprentice to somebody and you are living and you carry the client list. What party list? You know? Why? So it's like there are many people who are in transit. He said, Oh, keep us out. It's nice. He So when you go, you'll be seen. Let's just, use, just, 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 let's just use that place to be relevant. You are sick. Very sick. So you see that you are despitefully using the leader who has loved you or God has given to you and then all of that. That's why so many pastors, their heart is broken. They have hypertension. No, it's one matter. <laughs> so when I was leaving, I said, no, no, I've been with my pastor 15 years. When he said, go, I said, I need to stay. Let me stay small. Let everybody go down. Because I didn't come here to shop. I was here to stay forever. But God told me to leave. And there's a way to leave that only you will live like Abraham. Leave your father's house. Some can even say something. You know, it's like they have said something very dangerous, but in a very subtle way. That will make people begin to think, it doesn't mean that the, the man is sleeping with the girls in the church or he's an awkward. Like, Mean to me, who baby on the sick of feet. I we don't, you know, you mean nothing about you really know, don't really see him praying. But when he stands there, things happen. It's like you don't, you know, these girls, well, but I've not seen you know, they just just create some something. Uzoo. 
Some guys today are gold diggers. Ladies too can be gold diggers. People can come into your life and take the best years of your life. That's what makes you feel despitefully what used. The best years of your life. And when it's difficult times for them to stay with you, they just see an option, alternative use. They shift. Shift. They shift. Some people come here. I'm not the one who made you barren. I can't stay with a barren woman. Hey. 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 See, I'm saying some things here. After staying with a woman and getting her pregnant twice, and the pregnancy was atopic, you are telling her she's barren and you can't stay with a barren woman because you, to you, you know, her inside is spoiled. The real question I have to ask you is that possibly, is it, let me not say it, because me, where I'm, com- I'm coming from, sometimes. It's like, the real thing I ask is that if your sperms were correct, why did they create an ectopic pregnancy that today you are using it as a foundation to denigrate someone? Yeah. You have some demonic sperms in you. That destroys wombs. That's why they curse you. They curse you because but you it's like you will leave them with a cabia emotional like emotional death that they will never finish servicing. And some people never recover. So when they sit and cry, ah, they start mentioning Kwame. 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 That's all Kwame. I'm all pie crying now. Kwame. Why don't you your own? Hey. These are some people who despitefully use you. Somebody say, God have mercy. When you are in such a situation, it's a very difficult situation for you to wake up and say, this person that came to try to take away, if you are pastor, my members, how do I pray for that person? (laughs) Somebody carried your client list away. And by the time you realize, nobody comes to your shop. It's like, they have found a new Fashion designer, who is that? That girl you train. Wow. Hey. Am I saying something? Some friends will get closer to you, and by the time you say, and then, then you see that you know you will be relegated. And she's the one, if they even need to talk to you, they call that one. Oh. Some people go to people's churches to preach. And by the time you know they have plenty numbers of the church member 
the, the church members of the church, he, he or she went to preach there. You come to somebody's church to preach, you are doing your world outreach, you start calling the protocol people who served you. Oh, yeah, I'm doing this. Come, come, come. Let's do it. By the time you know they are in your entourage, who's right here? Who's right here? That's why I'm a printy. I'm a print. So you see that everywhere you go, no, you are just trying to take advantage of people and situations. Are you following this thing at all? When such a thing is done to you, it's difficult for you to pray for people. Are, are we being practical here? The person slept with you and sent pictures out. I not knowing that whilst you people were in the room, there were cameras there. And the camera is in such a way that they only see the face and the sensitive part of the, of the, of the person who was used despitefully. Hey. There was one African president like that. The daughter was blackmailed by one lover like that. And the camera doesn't see the man. Only sees the lady. Exactly. Hey. The generation is into phone and You want to see how you do when you are doing so you can appraise yourself. And If I'm preaching, say, preach, 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 preach. So you see that people despitefully use people. Who can just set you up, push you into something. No, no, it's a trouble. Hmm? Some people can send you on a mission. Then when, like we say, yawa pie, you see that they, they don't, they have no head. You can't call them. You can't get near. You can't say mafia. So there are people in prisons. They are waiting to come out to kill somebody outside. This one, there's rehearsal prison. The real prison they want to go in is to kill you and your children. Hey. So victims like that. They feel it's difficult to pray for the people who have done me such evil. Then they say that, then pray for people who would persecute you. People who punish you. Persecute. Hey. They punish you. They persecute you. It's like they want to take the life out of you. They make you suffer. Persecution is tribulation. Suffering. It's like the person actively knows what they are doing and they are doing their, their mind is to punish you and make you suffer by stripping you of all glory 
honor, and anything that you can use as your foundation to recover. Persecution is such a way that it is something that will make you go into hiding. And not live like a human being again. Are you here at all? There are things like that. There are people like that. And he's saying that those which despitefully use you or persecution. He's talking about human beings. Can sit down and plan how you should be in trouble. And persecution is such that it is a word that connotes persistent trouble without an end. Yeah. When people are being persecuted, there is no end in view. You don't even know when the persecution will end. So they can just put you into something that will be there until the end of your life. Are you following here at all? And when you are being persecuted, you are not persecuted for doing the wrong things. You are persecuted normally for doing what is right. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 11. Matthew 5, 11. Watch it very carefully. He said, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Yeah. You shall be persecuted. And, and when you are being persecuted, they also accuse you falsely for the sake of Christ. So it's not a true accusation. The evidence has been altered, tempered with the, it, it has been, something has happened somewhere. Are you following now? There's an accusation that you see what kills people is when you see people in court breaking down. Recently, I was watching an old man like that who went to jail for how many years? 30 or 40 years. Because a lady, a white lady said the man raped her. And the, the rape was in the mind of the lady. It was not something that, oh, you didn't see the man. The man sings. Recently, he did some song with a. Uh, I think uh, one of the winehouses. Yeah, yeah, Marvin Winehouse or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You, see him, you saw him on one of the um, singing shows. The old man like that. He spent. He just recently that they saw that, not knowing that he knew nothing about it. He spent the flower of his years. 30, 40 years in jail. We're not born by mouth. No, it's one matter. Look at the next verse. Powerful scripture. He said, Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So this is not the first time. People of God will be persecuted. Please. And the prophets are people sent by God on a divine mission. So anybody who is on a divine mission as a child of God is likely to be persecuted. 
is likely to be lied upon, falsely accused, reviled, and all of that. Are you following now? Prophet also means you are anointed. Touching on my prophet, one of the things that will touch you is accusation. Touch you. And prophets, they were supposed to stand in the gap and intercede for the people. But when you are accused like that, what will happen to your intercession? Hey. Wow. Is it powerful? But it says that your reward will be in heaven. Yeah, your reward will be great. So be glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Sometimes whilst you are undergoing persecution here, you are increasing in reward in heaven. And I'm telling you, one of the things that makes you lose that reward is that you get so focused on the persecutor that you forget about your reward in heaven, which you can only get by praying. So you see that things have been stored there because you have been... Do you know that real companies, they give people risk allowance. Yeah, you take a journey and there's a risk. There's a way they give you some benefit for taking that journey away from sitting in their condition. Is that not so? Yeah. So when you are being persecuted, heaven has a way of rewarding you. And the reason why you are not able to take delivery of that reward is because your focus goes on the persecutors. And so you are unable to make a redrawal for what you have suffered for. You know? That's why persecutors should not be your focus. Of hate, you have to understand that for every divine principle, there is also a divine supply and divine preservation. Are you here? God is in charge. Tell somebody God is in control. Tell somebody God is in charge. God is in charge. I can't hear you. Tell somebody God is in charge. Yeah. So people persecuting. So why all these people are persecuting you like that? Oh more. Praying for them is not a small matter. The man divorced you and started saying all kind of things. Everywhere you pass, he has said something. <laughs> Some things are coming to my head where I can't say them. Sometimes people are bad. Though. People can go and give a description about you to some people eh? After being very close to you. Some of them, they will be sexually close to you. And after that, they will now describe in total. And, uh, and exaggerate the description. Embellish it. Oh God. And garnish it. This kind of prayer where Jesus said, when you go on your knees, 
Don't pray that give me this, give me that. But pray for people who despitefully use you and persecute you. It's a prayer of intercession. That makes you stand to intercede for people who naturally don't deserve to be prayed for by you, the victim. And you will see that even in most reconstruction, where there's a psychological reconstruction, emotional reconstruction for a head that somebody has gone into, maybe post-traumatic something, one of the things um, psychologists or therapists seek to do is to try to reconstruct the mind of the person, not to love the abuser, but to be not to be aggressive or negatively charged when it comes to the abuser. Are you following now? Are you sure you're following? If you listen to Joyce Mayer's story, he tell you that the father abused her severally. But today, the, the father is in her ministry. And God bless She'll be in there and say, and what will you do? <clears throat> People are still thinking about it. Not once. And today, she had to learn to pray for the dad. And she's still praying for the dad. And the dad will be dead. She will be preaching and she will be using it as an example. Yeah. And the dad, too, when she go, he goes home, when he is being used for an example, which I, some of my people here I can't even use as an example. I will be in trouble. He also has to pray because now she is his pastor. You have to pray that God will raise your pastor so that he can use you for more examples. <laughs> There's a way that you can get to a point where you don't pray for your pastor again because you feel used. Yeah. I'll get into the matter, but let me just do around around small. Some people are still praying for their husbands, their wives. Even their shop girls, their employees, because they feel they have been stealing from them. Pray for them. <laughs> Pray for them because this ones that have been stealing 10, 10 Ghana from you. Is the prayer you are praying for them. That is still saving your business. Because the one you really wanted to employ to replace them was not going to steal 10 Ghana. It was adding one or two zeros. Maybe like 100 Ghana or 1,000 Ghana every day. Hey. It will surprise you why Jesus still kept Judas in the system. And he was always praying for all of them. Yeah. When he went to Gethsemane, he was praying for all of them. And Judas was on the way bringing them. Whilst he was on his way bringing them, he was still praying for him. Wow. 
This kind of prayer is what really makes you know whether you have the nature of Christ or you have your own nature. Hey, this is a test of your spirituality. Shake Hey. This world eh, is not an entertainment field for Christians. It's a field that will see sweat and blood. And in the midst of that, the sweat and blood should not just come from the injuries you have been given or you have sustained from the beatings of the people from this world. But the sweat and blood must also come from prayers you are spending hours praying for people who are abusing you because you are a savior. Like Jesus. In Hebrews. I think chapter 5. It talks about how he was praying and learning obedience through the many things he suffered. And then he prayed until the sweat turned into blood. Was that an injury that people gave him? Prayer. Some people have hunted you down. Sometimes you genuinely wish that. And can be busy. Hey. But this kind of prayer, if you look at Matthew chapter 26. Jesus in Gethsemane. <laughs> this kind of prayer. You don't see a lot of people praying, but you see Jesus praying this kind of prayer. Matthew 26 verse 36. We are going all the way to 45, but let's take it gradually. Then come Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And say unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to sorrowfully and began to be sorrowful and very what? Heavy. Now, let me just take, take time. Jesus going to pray this kind of prayer decided not to go alone. He took PJJ, Peter, James, and what? John. To say that, and this is like one of the last discipling activity. One of the latter part kind of activity. Because get so many from here, we are going into crucifixion and or trial and crucifixion. So he's saying that as part of your discipleship, I want you to learn this prayer also. Because you have learned how I pray to do miracles in the morning. But I'm showing you how to separate yourself to learn about this prayer also. And he carried disciples there. Are you a disciple? I'm asking you answer me. I'm saying, are you a disciple of Christ? So you are in James. James, you are in John, you are in Peter. You are following Jesus. Guess how many? We are all in the garden. Nice. And then the Bible said, and next verse, verse 18, 38. Look at it. It said, Then said unto them, My soul 
You see, the, the, the previous verse said that he began to be sorrowful and heavy in heart. Then he said, my soul is exceeding sorrowful. Even unto death, no be small matter. Tarry ye here and watch with me. So this is a prayer you are praying and you are not happy. Get so many prayers. So a happy prayer. He is feeling the sorrowfulness of the shameful death he is about to go through. So he's feeling the pain of the cross is yet to go on. In the garden, you know, he's there, he's feeling the pain. He's feeling the nail. Boom. And in prayer, he's taking all that before he practically goes out there. This is one of the nicest prayers. That is a level checker. And I dare to say that there are many wearing clerical at the, at the highest level of ministry who will never be able to pray this kind of prayer. And it's a sign of your spirituality. There are some people you have cursed before that you must reverse the curse and bless. Because you have seen that in their stupidity they hurt you. But when they encountered Christ and they found wisdom, they are working for the Lord. Why must your care still stand? Akwanu break your heart. One way abortion me, no. And no sign break your heart. Well, but don't worry about your win. What's the son? Sounds like a responsible guy. So worry come out, shall buy you on a comma, or shall and call a comma and answer one yapas basa, or dinya miechi, Namikra friend account. Still says, We'll break you, we'll hurt it, ain't it? And no dear, we are then. Media me found me. Benadio. Hey, and about some cranny. So Jesus is, is feeling the sorrow. And, and he told them to wait there. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Where, what kind of prayer was Jesus praying? He was praying for people who were going to victimize him. He was praying for all humanity who were going to kill him, crucify him, a shameful death that he was aware. It was not accidental. He was praying for their salvation. They were despitefully going to use him. Are you following here at all? They were going to persecute him. Did they not try him and persecute him? There's nothing they said that that was true. They called him names. And yet he was there to save them. You will not be the first person who will do something eternally right, eternally good. 
for the people you work for and bless to turn against you and kill you. You will never be the first. Jesus suffered it. So you and I, when we suffer it, it's Pasco. Is it not Pasco? It's Pasco. Kofana Chirekwan the same way if you are standing in the stead of Christ you should do signs and wonders the same way you should also be persecuted the way he was persecuted is it not in the bible Auntie, what do you think it's powerful yeah if you want the glory you must embrace the suffering that's what the bible said hey so he was just praying like that. And Jesus said, if it is possible, so that's the kind of prayer you are praying. Your head is turning like, can you imagine Jesus praying and trying to escape at the same time? <laughs> and he said, no, my widow. These people, I wish I will not go and die and save them. Because it is nice Knowing that you are dying for good people. But to die for people who have persecuted you. For their salvation unknowingly. Abba. Abba. God. He said if it is possible let this car pass me by. But nevertheless. I still stay in your way. Let me submit to you that. Praying for people who victimize you. Is one of the ways of staying in the will of God spiritually. No escape. Praying, it might not be immediate, but praying for people who victimize you. Sometimes, people hurt you in church and you say, I cannot be in the same space with them. Because when you see them, naturally, you see that you are not fine. And, and you, I like the way people say, and I can't pretend. <laughs> I'm not a hypocrite. I, I can't pretend. So Jesus is interceding in the space for people who have been chasing him since. And now the hour has come. And they want to kill him finally. Now, this is the kind of prayer that makes you know that Satan has been defeated in your arms. This is a kind of prayer. He said, now the hour has come and the power of darkness. Is that what he said? Yeah. And praying for them. Praying for them. Same way Stephen did. Praying for them. At that time, he saw that he had defeated the forces of darkness by running that intercession. For people whom Satan was trying to use to push his agenda. Christ was seeing something deeper than that. Look, no human being is your enemy. No human. If you focus on human beings, you will miss your five stars in heaven. Yeah. Five star general. Jesus refused to focus on all these things. I'll show you a scripture. Very nice one, Baba. As I'm preaching, the thing is coming. The thing is coming. 
How many of us can stay in intercession? And Jesus stayed in intercession at least, at least three hours. He went three times. He was not praying for himself. He was just praying for the people. That humanity will be saved. Are you following now? He offered himself to be molested. When people molest you in your office, I'm not talking about sexual molestation, please. I'm just using the word abuse you generally. Can you stay in the place of intercession for their transformation? Somebody says, who told me to come to church today? (laughs) Brother? Sister? There are some people you need to start praying for. Yeah. yeah. Some people you need to start praying for. The thing is that if you don't pray for these people, you will stop the program of God for your life. Now imagine Jesus not praying at this point in time. He wouldn't have received the strength that he received in that garden to further the program of God for his life. His real purpose. So it is this kind of prayer that gives you the strength to fulfill your purpose. Or else you will be stopped in the garden. You tell me when Jesus was in Gethsemane, he was praying that God should give him a car. Or a horse. In Gethsemane. No. He was praying for the salvation of the souls of men. Are you following here at all? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? I like the way this place has become like this place has become very active. Brothers and sisters, our intercession is for the transformation, the regeneration of the hearts of men unto God. And sometimes you might have to intercede for people who despise, oh, I remember something. Can you imagine? When I was in class 4, P4, P4 my P4 teacher had come from teacher training college taught for like I mean we were the first year people she was teaching she was a nice nice pretty lady young lady sharp so she was asking questions in class and if somebody got it wrong, the one who got it right must gain. <clears throat> so, it went and went and then my best friend, who was by my side, got it wrong and I got it right. He said, Francis, 
cane him. So when I took the cane, I was economizing the caning. She stood from her chair, took the cane. She caned me without formula. <laughs> no, it's one matter. She caned my, the back of my ear. She threw the cane, then the cane hit my eye. So when I left school to the house, my eye was puffed up and was red. So I went home, <clears throat> and then the next day, my mother brought me to school. If I came to school, my mother came to school. <clears throat> and she asked me, I said, oh, we're playing. <laughs> and the boy just hit me. I said, nah. When I look at the things on your body, no, this one, it's not, it's not football. So she came and she came and then said, ask my teacher. So when she pressed me, my mother pressed me and said, oh, it's teacher who came to me. So my mother said, oh, she will come and ask her questions. She came and asked the teacher, what did he do? That you cane him without, we don't say don't cane him. You don't cane to kill. The Madame Ball. She, she bought, insulted my mother. She was a young lady, not married, no children. Insulted my mother. Did they a show? <clears throat> and my mother went the same way he, she came. <laughs> <clears throat> Are you a teacher? My mother said, when you grow and have children, you will understand. Thankfully, the term was almost over. And she, I, when I went to class five, the boyfriend was in class five. I saw Fedo. Sure, the boy whose mother came to school. It's one of the reasons I said, no, I have to learn hard because that my class five teacher Tall man. He went to American military afterwards. Guy can cane to kill. Do you know those teachers that when teachers cannot cane people, they will come and call them to come and cane. <clears throat> we used to call him Oskido. <laughs> you remember him? Yeah. Fast forward. So that my teacher, my class, what teacher, your son, is he gold? Your son, is he this? Is this a perfect class? Fast forward. I finished secondary school. I'm in second year thereabout. Then we did a big program in Cape Coast Town Hall. Prophetic program. And uh, I was ministering. I ministered, ministered. Everywhere scattered. And I ministered to one lady like that. Ah, you have a sister. She has married for so, so, and so, yes, no child. As I'm talking now, the husband has sucked her from the house. She said, yes. I said, but God is remembering her. So, as for me, I've finished my prophecy. we close. So, me and my two um, friends, who are, we are brothers, prophets, we're sitting down, and then we're doing, the next day, we're doing counseling session. So, the woman, I said, I would like, 
we'll pray for your sister. So no, knowing the woman didn't raise the matter. She went and called the sister who was served from marriage because she was not giving birth. So on this day, that's the, exactly the next day, me and my friends, we had just done whatever consultations, for, for prayed for people, and then we had finished and we were just about to go. When this woman I ministered to came, he said, ah, Pastor, please, oh, I brought my sister. You mentioned about yesterday. I said, which your sister? And she said, the one that the husband has sacked. I said, okay, bring her. So we're in a small <laughs> room like that, like a tent, okay, crater like that. When she entered, <laughs> she scanned and saw everybody there. And then the sister said, that's the man of God. She knelt down. <laughs> she knelt down. So my two friends, they were asking me, why are you kneeling down? She put her hand on her head. Oh. I said, oh, madam, sit down. <laughs> I told her, I said, this is my class format. I didn't tell them the story. I said, this is my class format. But immediately when I saw her, she knelt down. The picture just, I remember my mother standing and said, when you, you don't have children, that's why you are behaving like this. She said, your child, is it gold? Is it whatever? Same child matter. And marriage has scattered. So when I saw her and the sister came, you know, and brought her, I mean, whatever, I should just say, hey, my friend, <laughs> now I was in the place of power. That's the kind of position Jesus found himself. So I prayed with her. We prayed. I never said the matter. We prayed, 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 prayed. When she went, bah! not more than a week, the husband called. He said, "I'm sorry." Husband came reconcile. When they went, not up to a year, she gave birth. <laughs> After over ten years of marriage, Jesus prayed for all men. Some were going to spit on him. Some were going to put a crown on his head. Some were going to strip him naked. Some were going to nail him, beat him, lie on him. But he still prayed for them. He still prayed for them. What does it take to stay in the place of prayer? For people who have despitefully used you and persecuted you. You have to be a man of grace. A man of what? A man of grace. Number two, you have to be a man of humility. A person whose heart is surrendered, surrendered to Christ. You have to be somebody, number three, oh, who focuses his view on eternity's program? Not looking at things seen, but things that are what? Unseen. The heavenly program.
You have to be someone who thinks about others. Others. And understand that even you, it is by mercies that you are in a position to pray for people who have persecuted you and despitefully used you. It's my message. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. This is the blessing. Uh, and let me say that. When Jesus, is this kind of prayer, when you are praying, the people who are victimizing you are sleeping peacefully. Jesus came. PJJ were sleeping. He said, so you people could not even stand one hour. It's not like they are also praying for you. As you are praying for them, they are busily sleeping. They are not interceding for you. That God should even give you a good heart to pray for. No. Peter, James, and John, they are sleeping. To the point that Jesus came, came and said, ah, but now they are, the level they have slept, you know, let me not even wake them up again. It's like, it doesn't bother them at all that somebody is suffering. So when he came, he said, you people, no, rest. Rest. This is the kind of prayer that can make people rest in a dangerous hour. Hour of destruction. They can still rest because somebody is praying for them. Somebody is interceding on their behalf. So they can afford to sleep. They can afford to take a rest. When an army of killers, they are coming with all the powers of hell activated. You see that? This uh, message that we can preach all day because it's principle for Christ. Jesus himself is there in pain. He's refusing to talk. Everything I've taught from give, love, don't curse, bless, do good in his trial. You see him doing it. Up until he went to the cross. Offered his life freely for all mankind. And when he was dying, he opened his mouth. First and Father, forgive them. You say you are forgiven. Wait till when you are despitefully used and persecuted. You see, and there's a kind of prayer that in Philippians chapter 2, when you do, is a kind of spiritual disposition when you have, you will always be elevated. Philippians 2 9. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. So, this is the kind of prayer when you pray, you will be highly exalted. It comes with divine elevation. It comes with a name. We know Nelson Mandela because he prayed this prayer. It is normal. Assuming what happened to Mandela happened to Idi Amin. 
What will happen? What happened to Mandela? When it happened to Rollins, what happened? When it happens to Abata, what happens? Mandela is a different ball game. It's a different ball game. Because to have a name to be divinely elevated. It's not in your fasting and prayer that God raised me. No, there are things that you see when a car has a flat tie, you, you don't use your biceps. You must have a jack. Jack, my friend. Not jack. Jack. There is a way you can do that. Are you following now? Yeah. See, executions everywhere. Because people cannot stand in the gap and intercede for people who have despitefully used them and persecuted them. Most people are in jail. They are waiting to come to kill. Yeah. They can't just wait. Recently, I went to Saum for a visit. The guy told me, Pastor, I'm not supposed to be here. When I come out there, I don't know what is going to happen. I said, brother, you got to cool down. Cool down before you come here properly. This one looks like an excursion. What are the benefits? See, two nine. Feel it? Wherefore God has exalted, highly exalted, not exalted, highly, and given him a name above every, to have a name before God. Not men, no. God's celebrity. That when they mention your name, next verse, please. A name above every name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. You see, we have just quoted the scripture. Every knee shall bow. It's like, may bow. It's as if it's optional. Should means there's no option. It's an instruction. It's a command. It's a decree. No matter who you are, when you hear the name, you must bow. In heaven, on earth, beneath the earth, everywhere there is life. They must bow. Why? Because he's able to stay in the garden. To pray for people who have despitefully used him and persecuted him. And look at the next verse. Nice power. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Beautiful. Demons don't respect you because you fast. Demons respect you because you follow the principles of God. You obey the principles of God. And for sickness to bow to you, poverty to bow, demons, every knee, every tongue to confess. It has to be beyond this kind of prayer 
Is Jesus setting aside his humanity to operate his divinity? This is the one that really makes you know that you are of God. That you have suspended your humanity. You know that when people cannot, don't want to handle it, they say, you know we are humans. This is a kind of prayer that will make you really come to God's level. God's level. This is God's level. This is the beginning of stepping into God's level. Not the fasting and prayer. That's, you are stepping up. It's an elevation. Church. I've taught you what God wants me to teach you. To flow in the anointing and be relevant. Timeless. Ageless. We have to come to this level. Today you must tell yourself that my heart belongs to Jesus. I can never be hurt beyond my purpose and my eternal existence. And Jesus ever lived to intercede for wicked people like you and I. Till today, that is all he is spending his time doing. Interceding at the right hand side of God. God, these people are hurting me. The, when you lie, he's interceding for you. When you do whatever, let me not mention things. Still interceding. When it's hurting him, devil wants to kill you, Jesus said. Is he your own child? Is he your own blood? That was shed. He's still interceding. How can you Hold someone in your life forever. Some of us, if God doesn't save us today, the day you die and we are going to be buried, it will be 10 people in one coffin. Because you never let people go. You never forgive people. The people you forgive are things that people can really normally forgive. By you holding your ex-husband, ex-wife, the mother, the brother, the, the, the people. I watch one Santo film like that. Santos film. The person who killed him. The person also died. When the person appeared there, he said, Even in wherever he was. Tell someone, let it go. And be able to pray for people who hurt you. I'm not hearing you. Tell someone, let it go. And intercede for people who hurt you. Say, it is divine to intercede for people who hurt you. That is a sign that you are a child of God. And that you have stepped up into a higher plate. What a joy. Hallelujah. Please let's rise.